the day, when people used cassettes, there was an A-side and a B-side. Now aside from the homage to Tom's age, we got into yet another good discussion which was completely unrelated to the topic at hand. Imagine that. So much so that we decided to turn it into another B-side. Enjoy this additional content, and keep an eye out for our next episode. Cheers. <laughs> Alligators. Uh, Hangout on Air is live whenever you're ready, Tom. Narwhals. Go back. Oh, just, okay. Go back All to right, the Canadian gonna... Labatt Blue Hovel that you crawled out of. I will. That's right. And I'll enjoy it. All right, we're going to start out with some top tens here. Uh, we hope that it'll be fun. We hope that it'll maybe be a little nostalgic. Uh, so in that light, we're going to start with top ten wrestlers of all time. Oh, I thought we were going to top t- start off with the top ten hairs Tom used to have. <laughs> he is very bald. All the ones that are gone now. Uh, no, top ten wrestlers. And I'm assuming we're talking Greco-Roman style here? No, we are. Well, yeah, of course. So there's Alpheus and uh, Odysseus. <laughs> Romaeus. Omaeus. Uh, no, okay. uh, and that guy who hasn't lost in like 17 straight Olympics, but yeah, him, you know. Him too. Okay. Can I send you a gif about that, Gabe? Uh, <laughs> nope. Oh, you sure did. Okay. Anyways, moving along. Uh, top 10 WWE wrestlers of all time. Ready? I'm just going to start going. Number 10, Billy Kidman. You say, who's that? He was part of Raven's Flock, was notorious for his move, the seven year itch, which was a backflip off the top turnbuckle. One of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Number nine has to be the ninth wonder of the world, China herself. Whoa, winner. Yeah, right? May she rest in peace. I don't... Oh, she is dead. Yeah, she just died. Yeah. Like oh. recently? Like that recently. last year. Okay. Of like a heroin overdose? Uh, yeah. Okay, Did I make we're, that up? We're gonna Just look into it. Look into I'm it. I'm sorry. That turned, dark. that turned real dark. That turned real dark. Real dark. Okay, uh, moving right April, along. April 20th, 2016, so 18 months. Okay, of course, we've got to go with Hulkamania himself, uh, the man, Mr. He's Hulk. Number eight? Number eight? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, no, Hulk Hogan is number one on everybody's no. list. No, whoa, 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 whoa. Not even close. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not even close. Oh, no. my God. But he's number eight? Yeah, bro. Listen, we what haven't gotten Sting? to John Cena. We haven't gotten a Sting. Okay, John Cena, like you know, he's John not even Cena? the same category as Sting, Lex Luthor, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Is from uh, uh, Superman. If you're talking about Lex Luger, now that's a different story. <laughs> Very different. Uh, fair enough. Um, you know, and and of course, honestly, my favorite wrestler of all time is Mankind, aka Mick Foley, uh, also portrayed as Dude Love and Cactus Jack. Uh, okay. Did you guys know him? No? Yeah. He wore okay. the face thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, read, I read his autobiography. He is a fantastic writer. I'm no, not kidding. Not. And actually, his autobiography? I read his autobiography. He's it's very well-spoken, too. He's incredibly well-spoken. He's a brilliant guy. And my favorite wrestler. Uh, so good. Um, but, you know, other, other honorable mentions that I'll just throw out real quick. Jeff Hardy, of course. That guy laid his life out for the sport. Love him. Classy. Undertaker. Cool. Undertaker, naturally. Macho and, Man. And then, oh, well, and let's not forget this American hero, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, good Ultimate that you had to of your Labatt Blue. Yeah. Ultimate Warrior. Great. I did. I did. Okay. Yeah. So I, I just, I, I just want to back it up here because it was in the Macho Man Ultimate Warrior uh, Sting 
and what and and Hulk Hogan that really brought WWF WWE to life, right? Okay, like it, for it, it seven existed. years back in the nineties. No, no, well, this is no. But part of it, Tom, is that's our generation, man. Like, there's folks that have come before us and that have come after us. So you're right. For us, those were the big dogs. And we don't even talk about Jake the Snake, Ric Flair, the Nature Boy himself. Woo! So for all you millennials out there, well, all you older millennials, we're old, man. Okay, you younger millennials have young no millennials idea what you're talking about. And all of the world's problems are because of you. Is WWE, WWF, and all this kind of stuff, is it still as big as it was, though, in the in the mid-'80s through mid-'90s? Can't possibly be. Can't possibly be. Okay, so, so that, that's, a little, that's a little bit of my point. I don't know, man. There's still he's a founding father. He's on the Mount Rushmore of WWE, and to say that he's number eight on a list is absolutely ridiculous. Listen, th- no, what's ridiculous is arguing about the top ten of WWE, WWF, WCW wrestling. All right, fine. Move on to the next one. Bill Goldberg. What's Ooh, our next topic? Nice, from? Goldberg. Great Goldberg. reference. Dude, he had like one of the best winning streaks in history. He I did. know it's no, scripted, no, Goldberg killed it. It was pretty yeah. dope. Yeah, you're right. No, Goldberg <laughs> killed it. <laughs> I love that you bring that up like it's a real thing. <laughs> uh, it is, Tom. It is. Yeah, it is. He won the most times, even hey. though they scripted it and just said that. was. Whoa. Hey, listen, Nirvana Gen Xer, calm down. Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. speaking of Nirvana, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about 90s bands. Let's All just right. go there. We're going to do 80s and 90s bands. Okay. Ready? Wait, at the same time? Wait, no, 80s? No. I wasn't even – I was only four years old for only four years of the I 80s. I know. I'm going to be the reigning authority here on this. That's but fine. Let, let's, let's, start, let's start with something you guys can actually talk about. Let's go with 90s, 90s Tom, bands. Tom, the Almond Brothers. It's, it's <laughs> I know I know the one dude just released an album, but – Fleetwood Mac. All right. The Mad Pooper Show. Quickly, 90s bands, go. (laughs) Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, dude, honestly, Billy Corgan. Actually, I'll say this. Billy Corgan is like, his Zao stuff was crap. Smashing Pumpkins is amazing. So good. So So good. good. So good. And like 1979, I dare you to listen to that and not weep. Bad Religion? Would you count that? I mean, yeah, I mean, they'd be in my top 10. I don't know in the general populace that they'd make it up there. Oh, are you kidding I mean, me? They, they were almost pop punk. I mean, they were pop punk. I mean, were they that popular, though? I think so, because I only listen to mostly pop punk, not hardcore punk or anything like that. And they were on my playlist almost every day. Okay. All right. All right. I'm assuming, I'm assuming by, by your standards, Gabe, that Nirvana then would be number eight on this list. No, they would probably be number one. I'd say they're the definitive band of of the '90s. Like Hulk Hogan is of wrestling, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh! Wow. Wow. Read a book. Okay, so (laughs) yeah, read an autobiography. (laughs) Just do it. Yeah. Anyways, anyways. Um, Okay, STP Stone Temple Pilots. Um, Ario Speedwagon. Ario Speedwagon is not a '90s band. That's a '70s band. (laughs) Testing you, testing you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Jimmy Eat World. Not a '90s band. Uh, listen, I wasn't alive in the '90s. What is wrong with you? Why? You... I was. <laughs> what What year did uh What What year year did Blinks uh Ooh, now uh, all the Enema of the State come out? Oh, Enema was 2001, but they had was it? They had Cheshire Cat. They yeah, had... but they weren't. But they weren't Blink One Eight. Those they were weren't big until, 
They were I know, but they weren't playing good anima. Played, uh, what was it? Woodstock 96, 94, L- something like listen, that. Listen, is it bad that the 90s blend into the early 2000s for me? It is bad. It means you're old. Hey, wow. well, I mean, you, you did have that whole late, late 90s thing where you had like, I'm not saying they're great or anything, but like you had that kid Yellow rock, card. biscuit, blink, kind of like the, the, the new metal. And you, yeah, that, you, that all came in. Corn. Even like Linkin Park and Corn, yeah, it was that late 90s into the early yeah. 2000s. The used? No, that's a gosh, Josh, you're awful at this. <laughs> you're so bad. Oh, come on. You're terrible. I'm you're just doing, terrible. I'm doing it on purpose. Stugats. So I stop, like, <laughs> stop, it. stop, stop doing that. that. <laughs> it doesn't sound like anyone on that show. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, and I'm gonna say it was 1999, so technically that makes them a 1999. Oh, all, right. all right, take off your pants and jacket. It was 2001. Listen, can we, can we move on because this is digressing to a point that we are just not okay. We need to go from. where we really want to go. 80s hair bands. Boom. Who's your fave? Poison. Poison. Guns Listen, and, and you know you know why? Brett Michaels, Rock of Love. Did you guys watch that? <laughs> yes. So good, man. That was the best. Yeah. I tell you what, VH1 had its heyday in the, in the 90s. We should have done a top 10 of that. Top 10 show reality shows on VH1. We're doing it now. Oh Flavor of Love. Rock of Love. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, dude, the Surreal pop, Life. Pop-up video? Pop-up video. White Rapper Show. Did you watch the White Rapper? Yes. So good. Oh, so good. Because then they so had the good. Roach come out. Yep. Oh, I Love New York. I love New York. Yep, classic. Um, Tila Tequila's. Uh, no, that was an MTV spinoff. Remember yeah, those guys and girls one. that were trying to get with her? Is, is I this when that. I get to come in with my pretentious comment of like, I had a real job and was doing real things while you guys were watching these shows? That's because you're super old, and we That's were you're old. Yeah. Okay. I mean, how how much how much did a, did a house cost then, Tom? Like eighteen thousand dollars. Yes. I was coming, Tom. I was coming home from school and eating snacks and watching VH1. Speaking of which, how about top ten after school snacks? Yes, number one, Dunkaroos. I'm gonna go the Ritz cracker stick that you could dip in cheese, similar to a Dunkaroo, but not involving cookies or chocolate. Oh, a handy snack, I believe, is what it's called. What? Now let's, they're called the handy snacks. H A N D I. I don't. I don't remember it being called the handy called? snack. Okay. Anyways, but let's compare handy snacks. There was, of course, the red plastic thing that you you scrape onto the the cracker. But no, then, no, the pretzel stick. That the pretzel you, stick. That's what I'm saying. Stick, but the it's like a bread stick of sorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does okay. Lunchables count in this after school snack, or did you legitimately eat those for lunch? I legitimately ate those for lunch, but let's talk about that. Now I got the Lunchables that had like um, it was like pizza, the pizza oh, kind. Yeah. Remember those? Disgusting. Yep. Those are so good. No, and the smart kid always microwaved them. Did you ever do that? As no, like, I never ate them because they were gross. Next level. No, they're gross. Oh, I'm sorry. I grew up in in Silicon Valley, and we didn't touch microwaved Lunchable pizzas. You're right. We ate real pizza or or top ramen ramen cups. Oh, yeah. oh, I do love me a top ramen. I'll give you That's that. That's what I'm saying. You put those in because you'd always burn your mouth. You'd <laughs> it would tell you to micro them for like four minutes, and then the first sip or the first noodle bite, and your like, entire mouth is singed. Ooh, mm-hmm. Hot Pockets did the same thing. Yep. Yes, yes. The pepper will it burn my Jimmy mouth? It'll destroy your mouth. It was cooked in a dirty microwave. It was like almost a test <laughs> of endurance and like strength to see if you could microwave the Hot Pocket and take a bite immediately upon... 
<laughs> like I'm never gonna wave also, this cool down. Dude, that uh, also, such- also pop tarts because I like them cold. I like them warm. But when you have them warm, you immediately bite into it and you immediately remember how what a bad idea that was. Dude, we had this kid okay, in seventh grade who always ate the maple brown sugar pop tart, mm, and so he would good. always break all the crust off of it. And like right before he throw it out, I'd be like, "Yo, man, give me that crust," and I would eat this <laughs> crust. <laughs> okay. I completely applaud you for eating the crust of that pop tart because I would have done the same thing, dude. But but to go back to the burning of mouths, my mm-hmm. college roommate, we used to make French bread pizzas all the time, which means you take French bread, put prego and melted cheese on it, and put it in a toaster oven. Oh, and, so it sounds exactly like the title. Okay, Tom, you don't have to be a jerk about this. I'm just saying you maybe didn't need to describe French bread pizza. You're old and pretentious. <laughs> and no matter how often we made those in our dorm room, what would Kyle do? The second it got out of the toaster, he would take a giant bite of it and burn the roof of his mouth. And I'm like, dude, it's hot prego, hot cheese. The cheese is still moving. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Can we get a top 10 of things you burnt your mouth on? In the <laughs> so my weird. mom used to make these things that are delicious. Um, she would take like an English muffin. Oh, an and English then- muffin pizza. Oh, good, Tom. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Ah. It sounds just like it is. Yes. You know, peanut butter and on. jelly. Next. And then, and then throw Next. it under the broiler. Oh. And, and then jelly. we had. Oh, it's so good. Just let him finish, so Josh. Wait, that was it? Can you... Wait a second. Whose team are you on? I'm, well, I'm mostly on yours, but you're being rude. Wow. I won't stand for it. You don't You don't want to hear about Janet's snack I want to hear it when it involves Janet. Actually, Josh. you know what? You shut your mouth. You're right. Listen. Janet, I'm sorry. Janet, Janet. I'm so sorry. Janet puts on a good spread, okay? It's fact. It's fact. English muffin, yeah. peanut butter, jelly, throw it under the broiler, and you have yourself a melted lava-like gooey mess mm. on top of that. Count me in. Yeah, but, you know, let it sit for a minute. Naturally. Naturally. Thank you, Janet, for the recipe. You continue to be an inspiration for the show. Ranch or no ranch? Top 10 list, which, by the way, Tom, I know we're not actually doing 10, okay? No one was expecting that. Yeah, but can we get past maybe like two or three? Because I mean, I, I think our listeners are like, oh, but like, what about Motley Crue? What about Guns N' Roses? What about Warrant? And no, then we, 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 we talked about one. We talked about, about Poison. Rat. It was a top one. It was a top one. You guys yeah, just but then I shifted it to a better top 10. Okay, VH1 let's. Reality shows. That listen, was a better top 10. Listen, let's challenge ourselves. Top 10 outfits for your local pastor. Yeah. <laughs> Number one on everyone's list. Khaki and polo shirt, maybe some penny loafers. Oh, no socks. So pastoral. No, no socks. You live in a hipster trendy area. Say, easy. I mean, that's SoCal. It's okay. like it says, uh, you know, I can relate to you, but I'm still a professional. Okay. Number two. How about lavender or other solid royal blue colored polo? I mean, uh, dress shirt. Mm-hmm. With forgettable tie bought at Mervin's. Mm. <laughs> forgettable forgettable t- Actually, wait, no, no, no. Can it be uh, a tie that has the different names for Jesus on it? Like yeah. in different No, no, no. That, that's, that's a separate category. I'm, talking, a- about, <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about your like solid powder pastel oh, colored okay, dress okay, shirt okay, okay. with forgettable yeah. tie bought at Mervin's or Sears with this your is like pastor or maybe at denominational mega church. Okay, um, sure. 
Yes. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. Now, also, now also, if we no, no, really... Wait, hold on, because also with that forgettable tie is remembering the tie because it was slightly outdated pattern. And by slightly, I mean like 10 years. Absolutely. Yeah. There's that. He went Argyle when it was more diamond shaped. Yeah. Okay. But okay. Number three. Yes. Any form of Christian tie. Go against the flow tie. Names. Go against tie. Hebrew tie. Greek tie. Cross tie. That's good. I mean, any kind of Christian tie works. Yep. Yep. All right. My favorite, my favorite, because I'm dealing with this right now with my boys and their school uniforms is, uh, I just, uh, when pastors are standing up front doing the sermon, they have their robes on and underneath is their, uh, Navy blue pants and their black shoes. Mm. And I can't listen to the sermon because all I can do is try to convey to them how they are wrong. That's, That's actually called the Gabe Casper. So uh, that's that's a, a typical typical style for me, dude. How Gabe, about this one, Gabe? Can I can I just tell you, it needs to be a light brown camel okay. color, if you will. You can okay. maybe get away with cognac, okay? Okay. Wow. Thank you. All right. Uh, the Rick Warren Hawaiian shirt untucked with linen mm. pants. Oh, linen pants, Cuba yeah. Vera. Linen. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm relaxed. I am comfortable here in this place. Can we go to pre-embargo Cuba? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Um, we also let's hey, listen, let's point the finger right back at ourselves though. Let's talk skinny jeans v neck. Hipster pastor. And we do it. Josh, come on. Okay. Oh wait, tattoos and stupid mustache. Yep. That's okay. me. Okay. Just I sure. have fit every stereotype you've ever imagined. And let <laughs> me take it a step further. Please. How about now? Let's talk about high top boots. Mm-hmm. skinny jeans and shirts that extend beyond the kneecap dude now those are the guys man they're planting the new mega churches i don't know how they do it i mean i don't know how they do it it's, well, it's gotta know. be the shirts it's gotta I be the how, shirts yeah that's that, i know how they do it it's the shirts i have not i have not seen this shirt that goes beyond the uh the kneecaps well tom you're old and you still tuck your shirts into your pants is, is this like a a skirt or no, it's, no, like it's like a, a it's tunic like a thing. can i yeah. say it's like a jesus tunic yeah, it's like, dude, like, check out any of the Hillsong guys. They're all doing it. Yeah, that's um, Google Hillsong on YouTube or YouTube Hillsong, and you'll know exactly what we're doing. This, yeah. Or the Stephen Furtick. Look at Stephen Furtick. Furtick. Yeah. Okay. This reminds me. This reminds me of like women who wear like the the long or the 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 dress thing with the tights underneath. I mean, that's what I'm thinking in my head. That's it's basically much, that. It's like a male version. It's like a male version. Yeah. But then you preach. Oh, and the trick is with this, by the way, with this outfit, you may not preach with the headset. It actually has to be a handheld mic. Yes. No headset. That's a new thing, too. Okay. Can we throw in this mix? Stephen Furtick looks like he should be on WWE. He is actually was the number one uh, was was Stephen Furtick. Okay. Can Can we throw in the Justin Bieber headset mic in this category? Well, which one is that? What's the what's the Bieber headset mic? Uh, the kind that goes around both ears, and then there's a giant foam covering. Yeah, that's the Britney, man. What generation are you? Yeah. Uh, more relevant than you? I guess. All right, moving along. Next top ten. Tom, go. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at pictures of Stephen Furtick and realizing that they're only from the waist up, and I can't see the long shirt. Ah, bummer. Google Hillsong. Man, it's annoying. I don't know. Okay, top ten. What do we want to go here? Uh... Let's go. Let's go. Let's go a little bit 
more serious, but I think we're going to take it in an awful direction. Worst things about being a parent. Mm. One, lack of sleep. Two, Hands down. guilt. Oh, yeah. About what? About being like, you know parent. you should be better, but you're terrible. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> just you're, like being yeah. awful at being a parent. Uh, if you're a uh, parent of younger children, poop. So much of it. I got some on my finger today. Ew. <laughs> Dude, that's disgusting. Oh, shut up. You have like eight kids, Josh. Like you've never gotten poop on your finger while changing diapers. Listen, shout out to Jake DeGroff. I've only got four. Well, yeah. So, yeah, he literally has eight. But you have still gotten poop on your finger. <clears throat> Not for a couple of years, though. What's well, because your kids aren't in diapers. <laughs> True, I, but they I, pretend I like they can diapers. wipe themselves, but they can't. Yeah. How old? Yeah, she'd still be in diapers. Lila's two. She's still in diapers. We're working through it. We're getting All right. There. All right. All right. Oh, that's the other thing. Number seven, being judged by other parents. <laughs> there wow. you go. Boom. You burnt. Uh, I, right now with my kids being eight and seven and five, not so much with a five-year-old, but it's the, uh, it's the thinking that they should know how to do this thing, but then they don't. Yep. Yeah. I like that one. Realizing this. Go for, go for it. Realizing that your kids are identical to you in Ooh, terms of bad. fighting, arguing, yep. general interactions with other human beings, touching the privates. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> iTunes. Just so you know, I'll be putting the explicit content on this episode. I'm not allowed to talk about human experience. No, you're such a prude, Josh. Lack of patience. I think um, I think Jen Jen would throw in the constantly having to deal with farts, fart jokes, and general. That's like my favorite part of being a dad. <laughs> I love I it. I love the fart jokes. Awesome. Um. Oh, actually, how about this one? Playing with my kids for six hours and then realizing it's only been twenty minutes. <laughs> Oh, okay. So to to tag on to that little one, uh, realizing that you have nowhere near the amount of commitment or patience as your wife to oh, parenting. How much worse you are as a person? Yeah, because they're like, <laughs> oh, it's only been twenty minutes. I could go another six hours. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, realizing that, like, you are, like, honestly, that's the thing. I mean, kids is the most sanctifying thing in the world. Like, you realize what a pos you are. Like, that's and how amazing your wife is. I, also true. Also true. I don't like losing arguments to my children. I mean, no lie. Four four years ago, Austin, he's four years old, and Caleb was doing something really bad, and I picked him up. I swatted him on the behind, and because he was pushing Trevor, yeah, he was he Child was abuse. beating up on Trevor, and I swatted him on the behind. I was like, you you know, you don't do that. And I was telling him, and Austin comes up. He's like, Daddy, why are you hitting him and yelling at him? For hitting his brother. I was like, oh, man, that's such a good argument. The logic uh, is flawless. Yeah, your logic is flawless. This, yeah, I'm, I'm terrible. Preteen logic as flawless. Well, and that's that should be a book. Why, that's why good parents don't spank their children, Tom. Oh, this should be our next episode Ooh, right now. Yes. Oh, we should do that. Hey, are you non-spanker? I'm a non-spanker. Yeah. Hey, we're non-spankers, too. Wow. Hey, good. Wow, wow Tom. Look at that. You're just living in the dark ages. Ta-da. <laughs> Well, when your parent, when your kids grow up to be uh, serial killers and degenerates in society, and my kids oh, are wait. curing cancer, I'm sorry. Well, actually, right. wow. every, every piece of research says that spanking increases anger, increases anxiety, 
and in fact is more likely to produce those things than non-spanking. Yeah, oh, I'm pretty okay. sure I just watched a documentary on the Unabomber, and I feel like that's what Tom's kids are going to be. He was spanked, oh, actually, every day. Wow. One, there we go. One one person. Proof. Proof in Unabomber. the pudding. Spanked. There it is. Ta-da. Yeah. I think I heard Hitler say something about being spanked. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that's always the best argument, right? Like, whenever someone says something you don't like, be like, I think I heard Hitler say something like that. Oh, or Ava Braun. <laughs> Why would you bring her up? Ava Braun? <laughs> ah, yes, of course. Everyone talks about Hitler's mistress. <laughs> that's the funniest thing that's ever happened on this show. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> If anyone has kept <laughs> listening, you just realize the peak of Pine Glass Preachers. I feel like we need to call it quits. We do.